0: Mike Hall just destroying everyone. He did his thing. He made big plays on the way. Eichenberg played like a stud. He actually went to my rival high school. He went to Ignatius. But to see Cleveland kid out there doing his thing, like I love it.
1: In case you haven't noticed, we love podcasts. In fact, we love building podcasts, everything from development to production. Because of all that, we're building a -a one-of-a-kind podcast network. If you have a podcast or looking to launch a new podcast, then we should talk. You can message me on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz or hit us up any way that works for you. Let's talk about your podcast, joining this one-of-a-kind podcast network. There was one guy in that game you said, I asked you, I said, who do you want to pay attention to? And you said, Josh Proctor. And so... I'm getting ready. Right, the game starts. It happens so fast. Like all of a sudden, it's like game one. Mm -hmm. Buckeyes kick off. Notre Dame's got the ball first. Mm -hmm. You could just see them flying around. Right, like you could just see the defenses go. And Proctor comes out of nowhere, and he just he just leaves everything. Right, he's like airborne. And next thing you know, you're like, what's going on? You know, Notre Dame's running down the field. Next thing you know, they got Mm -hmm. fifty-something yard gain. Yep, and then. A little bit later, we noticed, you know, Ransom's in there, he's making some plays and I'm like, okay, where's 41 at? Where's 41? He's not in the game. So we heard he got taken out. He was benched like as a defensive player. And they have a certain way that they're going to do things, you know, the way they're going to tackle the way going to, you know, as you talked about, like, do your one eleventh, How surprised were you to see or not see, I should say, Proctor in the game after that first play?
0: I'm not too sure what went on on that sideline. So I can't say, hey, this is what happened or that's what happened. But whatever it was, I think it may have been bigger than the missed tackle. But again, I'm not going to put anything on him or on the coaches, but we can just chalk it up as a blown assignment just because it happened to be a big play. Yeah. Right? And obviously it was a missed tackle too, but we can just chalk it up as that. And maybe that was Coach Knoll's way of saying, hey, I expect you to do X, Y, Z. When I tell you do X, Y, Z, and if you don't, then I'm putting somebody in that will do exactly what I need them to do. So
1: do you see that? Like, so you're playing a game and you notice that, hey, the guy that started in the game is not in the game anymore. So the rest of the mm-hmm. g- everyone knows it, right? It's happening fast. But mm-hmm. as a teammate, as another defensive player out there, you're like, man, I better do my job. Is that running through your mind? Like, what's going on? What are you thinking about in that moment? I mean, obviously, again, Things are happening really fast. But yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, like I said, I don't know what happened on the sideline, but if you're locked in at that point, you're just you're concentrating on the next play. You're not worried about who's out there or who's not out there. As long as you have eleven people, that's what you you know, you want to make sure you got that. But no, you're just going out there and you're playing. And I think that's what the defense did. And man, they were swarming. I will say that they were swarming all over the place.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's next mentality, and that defense played it that way, and Ransom had an amazing game. I mean, he seemed to be everywhere. He had the one penalty, and I want to touch on this real quick. I don't know how he stops in that scenario when he got the 15-yarder. You
0: can't. I mean, that was one of those, like, you have to call. You have to make the call, right?
1: Okay, so you think that call is going to get called every time?
0: You have to make that just because he did hit him and he was sliding, and I get that piece, but it's one of those things where quarterbacks you got to give yourself up sooner if that makes sense just kind of like the nfl rules where it's like hey give yourself up sooner yeah and then the players won't do it and i know it's illegal now what pickett did yeah pittsburgh yeah, was yeah, it the yeah. old game i yeah. think it was where he did the fake slide and kept going <laughs> which that was a dope move but again it's one of those things where like the defensive person was like oh he's sliding so he let up yeah and then all of a sudden it was a fake slide and he took off so It's tough. I mean, it was a bang, bang play. He didn't let it bother him. He kept it moving. And I think the referees had to make that call, like I said. But it wasn't malicious, as you
1: saw. So, Oh, yeah, it wasn't. It was a big Mm -hmm. play, though. I mean, that's third down. They're coming off the field.
0: It was definitely a big play.
1: There's something to it because right after that, three down, three and out after that play. Mm -hmm. So that's a testament to the defense to say, man, we're not going to, you know, it's like next play. Right. Let's move on. Because they were moving into scoring range there. And that's a turning point a little bit. And that was good that they stopped them, obviously.
0: Yeah, they did a great job. I'm proud of that defense. I mean, Eichenberg stepped up. was it uh, Mike Hall stepped up. I mean, everyone just played well. I was excited for it, man. I mean, that's what you want to see on defense, especially last year after seeing our defense play. You're like, yeah, I just don't know what we're going to get. Right. And then this year, just to see them just really flying out there and throwing their bodies around with like reckless abandonment. Like they did not care. And my biggest thing watching the game was Eichenberg. I don't think Eichenberg looked that fast last year on the field, but this year, like like Notre Dame game, he was rolling. It's almost like one of those things where he's not thinking, he's just playing football. And I think coach Knowles just has them out there running around and playing and I like it. Our D-line, like I said, made plays when they needed to. Our linebackers were filling and stopping the run and I mean, they stepped up very big. I mean, even our defensive back did great, especially considering those two big catches that Notre Dame had where they went to go score the touchdown. I mean, those catches were, they were acrobatic catches. I mean, it wasn't anything too big, but I'll deal with that.
1: Yeah. Well, Plays are going to happen, right? Like you said, they're on scholarship too. So they're going to get some yards and they had that one drive. You know, they had the early drive. They got the field goal. That wasn't a drive. They had the big play, the broken play and they stopped it. And then the other drive, apparently you're looking at the numbers of like how many snaps players got. Chambers was out on that series. I don't think Hall played a lot on that series as some other guys. And they went 87 yards right down the field, scored a touchdown. Again, they're getting the ball 10 plus times in a game. There's a chance that they're going to strike, but that was it. Besides those 10 points, they got no more. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah i saw uh, it was some crazy stat that like i think it was like five plays from notre dame that went for like 120 plus and then the rest of the plays were like under 90. so like that right there tells you if you eliminate the big plays i mean you're possibly looking at a 21 nothing game yeah it was just big plays that kept them in the game
1: and it's, it's something to knowles's defense that they're going after it on every play you see them flying around I would imagine and they know this. Hey, we're going to give up some plays. Like there's just no way around it. If we're going to play this style of football, like we could also play, you know, kind of like Notre Dame almost played in the back where they like they're dropping guys and they're trying to keep things in front cuz you don't want to get, right? You don't want those 60-yard, 80-yard plays to bite you and next thing you know like you're down two scores before you even know it.
0: Yep, yep. Yeah, I think they like I said, they played amazing on defense and even offensively. I know going on Facebook and Instagram, there are a lot of people that's going at it about our offense. But when you think about it, I believe Notre Dame was returning the number 11th defense in the country, seven starters plus an All-American transfer and a head coach that's the, one of the greatest defensive minds in college football.
1: Yeah, they got Al Golden back there who's been coaching defenses to help him out with it. I mean, yeah. they had a great game plan for him. And then you have James. JSN yep. goes out early. So he got hurt. He mm-hmm. got, Fleming's not there. So you're kind of dropping. So like, well, they they didn't just lose a receiver. <laughs> they were missing two in the two. game and then three. three, for sure, then. On, three. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, so you're down to your, wow, walk on, you know. Yeah, Davy Johnson did yeah. his thing. And he did his thing. So confidence to go to him on that play. We can fast forward here. They send both safeties in on that play.
0: They send everybody. And then he got inside and made a great play, scored a touchdown, which is great. But to me, my favorite part about that entire thing was the very next play on kickoff, he goes and makes a tackle inside the 20.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: that right there, in my opinion, that's really just showed you the type of team that we have this year. And a lot of people may not look at it like that. But for me, for a guy to go out there and score a touchdown in a big game like this, and then knowing, like, oh, I just had this whole drive and scored a touchdown, now I got to run down on kickoff. Most people would have took that play off. He didn't. He ran down, made the tackle inside the 20, and that right there, to me, showed exactly who we are and who we can be for the rest of the year. Yeah.
1: Well, so you scored that touchdown. I mean, that was a big play, right? You're so hyped. Like, there's all sorts of emotions running through you. I mean, they talked about it after the game that he was getting emotional. So, you like we talked about, these things are happening so fast. If you score your touchdown, you kick your extra point, you're celebrating. All your teammates are coming over there. Next thing you know, they're sending you out in the field. He's not taking the playoff, and then to come down there, make that tackle inside what? Inside the twenty was it? Might have been inside the fifteen. I mean, maybe inside the fifteen. Yeah, yeah, but definitely inside Jeez. the twenty.
0: So like that right there is big. It showed exactly who he was, who we are as a team, and I think the team really rallied behind that. And Mike Hall just destroying everyone. He did his thing. He made big plays on the way. Eichenberg played like a stud. He actually went to my rival high school. He went to Ignatius. But to see Cleveland kid out there doing his thing, like I love it.
1: Yeah. Well, there was something to be said for like just look at Xavier Johnson on that play. The highs and the lows, right? There's highs and lows of the game. There's highs and lows for individual players. We talk about it with young athletes, with anybody. Where as fans, fans get worried. This isn't it, right? This Ohio State team, they're going to lose today. They'll probably lose a few more games. CJ Stroud's not what we thought he was, right? And then they have an amazing play. And it's like, oh my gosh, here we go. It's like these highs and lows and fans are all over the place. But the team's what matters, right? The fans can do what they need to do. The team's what matters. And they seem to play... In this game without getting too high, without getting too low. And they kept it in there. And that's a testament, I think, to the coaching, to the leadership, and to, like you said, the players, you know, all of them, right? Even down to, you know, Xavier Johnson, who you might not even think sees the field and he comes in the game. And at that point, like, I don't know if JSN's in that position, it might not matter, but they're not throwing both safeties at Stroud on that play. At the same time, he still might throw it to JSN because that's what he does. But, right.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was good. I mean, it showed exactly who we are as a team. To be the first game, top five matchup, at night, you're facing adversity. Literally, not only you're missing players, but you're also down in the first half. And just to have the mindset of, hey, and receivers drop some passes as well. But to have the mindset of like, hey, we're still in this game. We're mature enough to know we can beat these guys. Just keep on doing what we do, playing our brand of football. I mean, this team's going to be special if they continue to do what they're doing. I'm excited for them.
1: Yeah. It's coming out that, well, who knows what we hear, but Kevin Wilson's like, it's time to run the ball. Fourth quarter comes, get Mayan Williams in the game and let's ground this ball. And not only that, he had that catch. And when he caught the ball, at one point, I'm like, I drew a blank for a second. I'm like, who's number three out there as a wide receiver catching the ball and getting his foot down? I'm like, are you serious? That was Mayan Williams. That was crazy.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, man. That kid right there played well. And I love the fact they were running the ball. I made a status, for those who are familiar with the Beyonce song, what she's singing, like, you can't break my soul. I was like, she made that song, but she didn't, clearly has not talked to Mayan Williams because he literally broke the soul of Notre Dame when they literally kept giving him the ball and he drove, helped them drive down the field. What was it, 95 yards? Scored a touchdown. I mean, that right there destroyed them. I think we had the ball for like seven and a half minutes in the fourth quarter. Like
1: That's how you finish a game, yeah.
0: Yeah, you finish it. Yeah, you destroyed it. Great, great, great overall, great football. We're going to need to talk about punt return because I'm not too sure if we had a bad scouting report or what was going on, but the ball kept going over our returner's head. So he clearly wasn't deep enough. So maybe it was a bad report. Maybe they didn't think.
1: Is it because JSN is supposed to be in there and he's not in there? And
0: I mean, the report is still the report because even on the sideline, they have someone telling the receiver, hey, this is where you need to be. Okay. So it could have been that punter just had a great night and was just.
1: He was killing it. I was talking to my son. We were watching the game. I'm like, this guy hasn't missed a punt all day. He's just putting him back there. Now he's just been booting it. So, yeah. like,
0: I would say he outkicked whatever report they had. Yeah, because yeah. there's no way that continues to happen.
1: Yeah. I will say he looks, even though the ball was going way over his head, Emeka was like, he was just bringing him in like it was nothing. So, I was like, crazy.
0: Yeah, oh, he definitely was catching him. Yeah. I was like, that's great. But if we can get you moving forward and set it backwards, that'd yeah. be good. But
1: Yeah, yeah. There's been days, you know, punt returns are in college football too and high school football, obviously. But man, and and these punters can punt the ball and they can twist it. They can spin these balls. Oh, yeah. Because that'll flip a game. I mean, we've seen it before. I remember that Clemson Orange Bowl when all of a sudden, like, Ohio State's probably going to win that game. And I think it was Philly Brown. And, you know, it happens, right? Like, plays happen. And that was a high-scoring game, so it's a little bit different. But there's always going to be things to work on. And I'm sure coaches are always looking for... Those things like what can we work on? Like going back to Proctor and tackling. And and you tell me that atmosphere, that scene was just, it was just, it was loud. There was people that LeBron's there, the recruits are there, NFL players are there. It's just Notre Dame's in town. I mean, this is crazy. And you come out that first play, I'm almost be like, man, you guys are going to be flying too high. I don't know how to calm them down. But there's one thing about being motivated. There's another thing about being grounded. Right, like, how do you mix that? And I guess it's like once the game starts rolling, you kind of settle in a little bit.
0: Yeah, once you make that first hit, you're good. Typically, you're good after that first hit. And I mean, outside of that missed tackle, yeah. Again, the defense played very well. I like it. I mean, even Notre Dame's tight end—I forgot his name—but that Michael Mayer, yeah, yeah, he was like a baby Gronk out there. And I mean, he he did what he was supposed to do, right? I think he's the number one. Recruit on the board, our prospect on the board. He's up
1: there. He's a first-round pick, yeah.
0: I said number, well, number nine, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, he's definitely going first round. Yeah, the defense played well. So, I think those guys learned a lot. They gained, not only gained a win, obviously, which is great, right? But they gained a lot of experience at night. They grew up a lot, which is good. I mean, they know now, hey, we can be down in the first half or down most of the game and still win. We can lose players to injury or whatever it may be and still be able to come back and perform at a level that is great. For C.J. Stroud, having to trust the other receivers actually just to make the catch and not like try to do anything special, anything extra, and just continue to focus on his craft, I think that was good. They just gained so, so, so much experience that I think we'll start to see it when we play, you know, Wisconsin, I believe is... 24th. Yeah. So when we play them, I think it'll be good. And really the offensive line seeing that, hey, if we do what we're supposed to do, we can actually sustain a drive for seven and a half minutes, go down and score and crush that other team's soul. So, so like those things right there, they add up. So I'm excited for what they're going to do.
1: Yeah. So you bring up Stroud. It's funny because that touchdown he threw to Mecca, obviously it was a good throw. He scores a touchdown. It's a big play you see it from behind him, the camera angle from behind him and how he put that ball and where he put that ball. Like he made it look like no big deal. Like he hit him on and out and just turned it off. So when you see that highlight and you see there's two defenders right there. If he, I mean, that's a pick six. If he doesn't hit that in the right spot.
0: Oh, 100%. 100%. I was just 100%. Like,
1: and not only that, it's not a pick six. I mean, he takes it to the house and I think those plays are missed. He had those two late in the game. The one we talked about with Mayan when he's kind of scrambling out, buys himself some time, throwing in against his body on the sidelines as he's getting whacked and he just got tossed out of bounds, hitting those plays. Those are great plays and those are very tough plays, I could imagine, because he knows he's taking a shot there. At the same time, there's a question. It comes up a lot, and there was a play in the game, and I think it was like a second and nine play when he threw it into double coverage right down the middle of the field and got people. And wanted, he
0: could have ran a little he bit. He could have ran yeah. it, and
1: if he would have cut a little bit to the right, I, mean, I don't know how far he takes it. Now, at the same time, he's the same guy dropping those balls in there left and right, like nobody's business. Like it would be nice to see him run, but I get it. He's not a running quarterback. He's heads up. You want those guys to keep their heads up. I remember I was at a Clemson Florida State game. It was the one time I was there it was a night game and Jameis was in town. And that game was over in the first quarter. I mean, Jameis just kicked his ass. They fumbled. and Clemson fumbled the opening kickoff. Sammy Watkins on that team. And Jameis, the whole time I was watching him, his eyes were always down the field. He wasn't ever looking to run it. And he would make those throws. But anyway, when it comes to Stroud, like... What are you thinking about as it relates to, you know, I know fans do it, but I've heard coaches and you know, there's other people out there that follow Ohio State football very closely and coached at Ohio State that talk about, man, I'm not asking you to run five times a game or run for a hundred yards, but man, once in a while, just tuck it and get that first down.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think I know exactly what play you're talking about because I was like, yo, like you could have took off, at least got us the third and short, if not the first down. But on the other hand, I think he did a great job of Scrambling and creating so much more time all throughout the game. So I mean, I'd rather him do that than like last year where he would kind of take a sack. I think he grew in a lot of places, especially on the scramble piece. So like, it is what it is at this point. We won, but I mean, he's a great quarterback. So he wants to throw the ball. I mean, even the one pass that was dropped when they were driving down towards the south stands, the way he put the ball right behind the receiver.
1: Well, was that early in the game? I want to say it was second or third quarter. Okay. Like he put it like right behind him. That was Harrison. There was one. He almost had it. He caught it. He dropped it. Was that the one? Or there was another one too? Maybe it was Mecca. Actually, okay. I think it was where he threw it
0: to him. Okay.
1: And there was an outside linebacker that
0: was sitting on the outside, so he couldn't lead the receiver. Also, would have been a pick six. So he threw it like just behind him. We should have caught it, but we dropped it. But like him having that vision and saying like I can't. It here I'm gonna throw it back here to where my receiver can catch it. But even if the receiver would have caught it, he would have fell right away to where he wouldn't have got blasted by the linebacker. So like the way that he puts the ball, it's like he's protecting the receiver. But it's also it's like yo, eventually I, I'm gonna need you guys to make these catches because they're gonna matter down the line. So
1: yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot targeting happens, and you know if a targeting happens. A lot of times you can blame the quarterback because the quarterback put him in a position to get blasted. And it just happens so quick. It's so bang, bang. The safety pops up, hits him, drops his head somehow there. And it's like, well, man, the quarterback put him in danger, right? We always see in those screen passes where you just lob it up there. You're like, man, the linebacker is going to kill him. So you're right to that point. Stroud's putting the ball where it needs to be. There's a lot. You mentioned before high school football in Ohio. I mean, California football is different. Texas football is different, right? They all have their own styles of play. And a lot of people say, well, he's got that California thing to him. You know, he's a former basketball player. He rose late in high school. Does he have that dog in him when it matters? You know, against Notre Dame, they won the game. He pulled it out, hit that big play. When you play Georgia, Alabama, somebody else in that, does he have that thing? And we won't know until we see it. He dominated Utah, but that's not the physical game that we're talking about. Does he have that dog in him to go get that first down however he needs it? Or do you say I don't know, like, what are you seeing or what are you thinking about right there? Are you just saying, man, let this man grow? Because I agree with you. When he rolls out, going the other way, because when you do that, there's danger there sometimes. You didn't see the guy. Fields used to do that a lot, where he'd kind of roll out and go the opposite <laughs> way. When I say all that, like, what are you thinking it relates to Stroud?
0: I think you got to continue just to let him grow. I think he knows what he wants to do. He knows his ability. He also knows that if he wants to, he can take off. And most teams they're probably going to stay in coverage. And I think he's recognizing that. I'm sure he's going to go back and watch film and look at it and say, well, how many of these linebackers came up to challenge me if I was going to run and he's going to take note of it. And maybe versus Wisconsin, they do the same thing and they sit back and he takes off for five, six yards and he continues to do it until they come and They actually go and respect the run. And then he's going to drop off in a pass right behind them. So I think he's just kind of doing what he's going to do. He's continuing to grow. And yeah, Listen, he was the runner-up or third place in the Heisman last year. He's second in the race or possibility to win it this year. I mean, I'm not going to tell him or give my opinion on what he should do outside of like, yo, he's clearly doing enough, right?
1: He is. And I think
0: he'll make the decision to run when he needs to, just like he did in the Rose Bowl. And even when we played Michigan last year, even though it was called back, I mean, it was a great run that he scored, right? So like, he'll make the decision.
1: Yeah. And I think you're, that's a good point because on that play we're talking about, I think it was a second and nine, the linebacker, they all bracketed the receiver. They had turned their back. They didn't respect it. And that's fine. And so like you said, that's when you go into game film, you're like, all right, if they're going to keep doing that, because all you have to do is pop one and they're going to have to keep at least an eye in the backfield. Exactly. then all of a sudden... Everything opens up. Yeah. Yeah. Man, has to be over with for them after that point. So yeah, I think it works out. So back to the scene... That was wild, man. That was like Hollywood type stuff. I mean, you have all these first round draft picks, all these stars in the NFL. And it's like, Joe Burrow walks in. It's like, who's the guy next? Well, that's just Sam Hubbard, right? Like It's just everywhere. Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin. I mean, these guys are everywhere. That was a big deal, man. I've always said this thing, sports bring people together. And you notice that at Ohio State, it's a legacy school, right? You have all these, and you have the 2002 National Championship team. All these people being brought back together, LeBron, his son. I mean, it's just, there's so much to it. And they're like, man, if you're a five-star recruit and you could have your choice, and I get it. They all have their tendencies of where they want to go. But that's a hard thing to pass up to be in that environment and what that has been built over the years. And you all were part of it and goes back. And Archie Griffin, man, that's something that they got going on there.
0: There's no greater place to play football. And yes, I'm biased, but hey, I'm going to say what I said. I mean, I think back as a recruit, I already committed to Ohio State, but the 06 Ohio State Michigan game, I remember being there and I'm up in the recruiting room and Chris Carter's right there and I'm sitting there, I'm talking to him. I walk downstairs. I take a picture with Eddie George. I continue to walk. There goes Derek Jeter. I take a picture with Derek Jeter. And like then Orlando Pace shows up, and then it's just all these big time names. So when I saw that on Saturday, I was like, "Yo, like there's literally no greater place." I mean, Jason Tatum's there, Andre Iguodala's there. It's like, "Yo, like
1: yeah."
0: I don't even know why they're here, but they're here, <laughs>
1: right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you have they weren't gonna miss it.
0: Yeah, Jerome Bettis, obviously, you know Notre Dame. He was there, but like, so like where else are you gonna go where you have this many stars? And then you have LeBron. I mean, LeBron James speaks for himself. But then he brought Bronny. <laughs> it's like, yo. And then, like you said, the Joe Burrows and Curtis Samuel and Ezekiel Elliott was there. Like, literally every big name, first round draft pick slash random NBA players <laughs> yeah. are here.
1: Yeah. NFL Hall of Famers, like, yo, it's, it's wild. The greatest place to be. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot as a player coming out on the field. I mean, you see it, right? You can't. And they're coming over, right? You see them. You see them walking around there. That's a lot to take in. And then that first half is... Doesn't go is exactly how you thought it would go. You're walking out of there with seven points and a missed field goal right at the end. And it's like, what are we doing here, man? Like when they go into halftime, all of a sudden things are real. It's like, okay, you got a half a football. We can still do this. And we're not in the locker room. You've been in locker rooms before. You were in close games. Like what's going on? Or what have you heard? Like what's being said in that locker room? And I know there's always been speeches and there's famous speeches that take place, or someone just steps up and says something, but. They came out that second half and, I mean, what did they hold in the 70-something yards? I mean, that's was crazy.
0: Yeah. I think, honestly, it was just one of those, hey, guys, this is what the score is. But the score on that board is not dictating, like, or it's not telling the story of what we actually did in that first half. Like, we're better than this team. Let's clean it up and let's keep it rolling. And that's exactly what they did. I mean, offensively, they did so much better. Defensively, they tightened up. And it's not that they had a bad first half either. They just didn't give up the big plays anymore. So yeah, in the locker room, especially in a game like that and considering how the game was going, those players knew who the best team was. It was just more so like, okay, let's breathe. Let's continue to do what we do and we're going to end up winning and that's what happened.
1: Yeah. So people are talking now, right? And we talked last week. We had Malik Zaire spouting off. He was spouting out after the game again. Man, he can't stop. He just can't get rid of it. You know, you got the big Colin Coward. Ohio State is not... Alabama or Georgia. Let's just stop with that narrative. You know, it's all clickbait. It's like, hey, my name's Colin and I want to troll Ohio State for a little bit, get a lot of clicks. I need to get my ratings up. And we all know that. Totally fine. But it's like, What are we comparing it to? It's such uneven schedules. They're totally different experiences. One game might have nothing to do with another game. If Ohio State had to play Alabama next week, it's like, I don't know what's going to happen. Nobody knows. And guess what? They don't play Alabama next week. And just like Alabama's not going to play Ohio State next week. And the earliest they can play each other is a national semifinal. That's it. So we don't have to worry about anything. Neither of them have to worry about it. But the narrative always pushes it. We talked about it before. Players are dialed in. They're focused. They're not worried about that kind of stuff. That's for the fans. That's for the media. That's for all of that, but as far as what you look at, as you see Ohio State, obviously you're excited about the defense, confident in Stroud. You see what we got going on out there this year. Like, what are you looking for? We got two weeks coming up. You know, Arkansas State this week—they're forty-something point favorites. What are you expecting to see over these next couple of weeks?
0: I just want to see the offense gain a little bit of confidence, right? Drive the ball downfield with Stroud and being able to run the ball consistently between the tackles. I think that'll be good and want to get a lot of people reps. No shot at Arkansas State, but, I mean, we want them to score points so that we can get other people reps, get them the experience. And on defense, I think it's the same thing. You want to see guys continuing to fly around and really just make tackles and don't have any blown assignments. This is one of those things where we call it like a trap game. It's not like you're going to lose the game, but it's possible after coming off a top-five matchup night game, all these celebrities around, and then come Saturday, the energy isn't really there in the stadium. So as a player, you're like, oh, man, do I play down because the energy is not here? This weekend is going to determine how mature this team really is. If they're a mature team, they're going to take care of business. If they're not, then there's going to be a lot of mistakes that shouldn't be mistakes. And we're going to see exactly who we are. Like we know we can play well when we're playing a top five team. But what are you going to do for a team that's not even on the radar?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting the depth in there is important, which not only for this year, but for the future years. And we saw that the COVID year, when the next year they came out, they didn't have it, right? You know, Stroud hadn't taken a snap all year. You know, he didn't throw a ball, he took some snaps. I think he ran it, actually ran in for a touchdown that one time, but that is critical for building the program. And you know that as much as anybody, they got to get these guys in there. Got to get reps.
0: there's a lot of talented guys out there. So getting the reps would be good. And then also, the guys who play a lot of snaps last week, getting them in there to run around, to keep them focused on the game and then getting them out so that they can get their bodies some rest. I think that'd be good.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. This is it, man. That was a good one. That was a good way to start the season. It went four quarters. I mean, we had the whole game we had to take in for that one. We weren't getting the fourth quarter off. It was wild. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, man. It was good. Yeah. It was great. Well, man, I appreciate it. Let's keep doing. We'll do this once a week. We got a lot more content coming out, Nate, but I appreciate you. I appreciate the insights. Let's keep going.
0: Absolutely. Let's get it. Let's go.
1: In case you haven't noticed, we love podcasts. In fact, we love building podcasts, everything from development to production. Because of all that, we're building a -a one-of-a-kind podcast network. If you have a podcast or looking to launch a new podcast, then we should talk. You can message me on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz or hit us up any way that works for you. Let's talk about your podcast, joining this one-of-a-kind podcast network.